three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Cheap Shot Discussions. We're here. Yes, we are. Um, so my my current idea, because it's probably going to be a while before we have the ability to afford a place to record that can support two drunk people for a few hours on end, possibly into the next morning. Um, well, hey, if I do this personal training thing and get a studio to train people, we can just double up on it. Just <laughs> in the other room, just have a podcast studio. And some beds. And then people some I train. beds. That's the thing. People I train could be guests, too. Yeah. Get some interesting guests. Yeah. So, um, but... As of right now, I think my house works pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, if if we continue to use my house, even after the uh, um, master bedroom gets built, mm-hmm. which is uh, one half of which is the room we're in right now, yeah. Uh, I'll just move this down into my art studio. Right on. Um, it's a smaller space, but it, I don't think it'd be too bad. Well, um, there's things you can do to make up room, too, like mounting a TV. In, yeah, instead. So this big ass, and then getting rid of the big ass tower computer and having a little box you can... That or just mounting the tower onto the wall. Yeah, and you can get smaller cases, too. And there's no reason to have a big, big ass gaming computer as a podcast setup. Yeah. Um so I I I'm totally cool especially with the non-driving aspect of yeah. uh keeping it here. Um also once this gets made into the master bedroom which includes the room you're sleeping in right now. Mm-hmm. We would just turn the room in the basement that Liz and I are using as the master into the guest. There you go. So um yeah, I mean, like, you would still have a place to stay if you get too tipsy before you leave. Just for those just-in-case moments. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, I think right now my my house is a prime location that we don't have to spend extra money on. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay running in the, running it out of here for a few years if necessary. God, I hope I get to a place where I can be mobile and live in a different city, but have the ability to fly here every week just to record. Like yeah. that's my, that's my hope. Yeah. If I could live in just outside of Denver and fly here every week, it's like fly, $80. Fly. Yeah. Fly here and have me pick you up, drive you here. Just fly back. Record. Like, Drive I, I back would, to the airport the next day. I would fucking do it too. Anything that keeps me busy keeps me out of trouble. So um, yeah, but I'm totally cool with. Uh, I, I can't speak for Liz, but she seems okay with it right now. Yeah. Um, and, and she just has to get on a pot. She has to get on one of these, and then she'll understand. Yeah, it's uh, fun. Yeah, uh, but she doesn't drink like you and I do. <laughs> That is true. That's the thing. Well, would you get those press, the press sparkling wines, you know? Dude, those are, I'll even drink those, but women like those a lot too. Yeah. um, It's like a little sparkling water. But like I said, we could just move this into the basement, um, into my art, my current art studio. And uh, 
I could tear down the the shelves in my Mormon fallout shelter. Uh, or build a shack like you were talking about. Just get rid of that ugly-ass deck out there and build a little little shack. Yeah. Could do that. Um, run power out to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, either way, um, it's just... We'll figure it out, but I, I'm cool with it being here for a while. Cool. Um, years, if necessary, indefinitely, really. Until further notice. Yeah, I can't speak for Liz, but she doesn't seem to be too bothered by it. Um, it's a hobby in ways. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, it is, for sure. Um, I Keeps us from drinking ourselves into a hole without having some sort of people to listen to. <laughs> like... <laughs> And and one of my one of my uh, classmates this week asked me if I was having an issue with drinking. Really? Yeah, they were like, um, "I'm concerned about how much you talk about this." They're like, "Yeah, I do have an issue. I'm not drinking right now." <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is I don't really drink during the week. Mm. Uh, I mean, this week we had beer available, and I drank like maybe. Two beers, yeah, maybe three a, a day, uh, and I think that's okay. But the fact that I've drank the equivalent of probably eight drinks total tonight is an issue for sure. Yeah. Um, what I need to do, especially since we're recorded so far ahead, is take like maybe a month off. Yeah. drinking, which is going to be fucking difficult for me to do. We'll just do Sober October with me. I'm already, sober, off, I'm already off the weed. Sober October from the 1st to the 31st. Does that give me a license to get smashed on Halloween? I mean, there's no 31st of October this year. When is Halloween? 31st. There is no... Thir- oh... I guess so. I guess if you start the 30th, we could do the 31st and end it on the 31st. I probably won't on Halloween. I don't know. I'm just... I'm... Well, I've got to build that thing to uh, screen young Frankenstein in the front yard. Yeah. Octo- I've been tossing around the idea of doing Dracula dead and loving it as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if that's the same caliber as young Frankenstein is. Okay. I'm going to have to rewatch that one. It's been years since I've watched Dracula Dead and loving it. Um, I don't remember it being as good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just have a, a thing for Peter Boyle singing, putting on the Ritz like a moron. <laughs> all Mel Brooks films are good, but there's also better ones. Yeah, like they're all good, but there's some that are better than others for sure. Blazing I- Saddles is probably my favorite just because that was my introduction. Yeah, and and when young Frankenstein's yours, right? Yes, one hundred percent. But when it comes to a Mel Brooks film and Halloween and having a quality screening on your front yard for the neighborhood to enjoy while they're trick or treating, yeah, you really have to like dissect the finer points between Dracula Dead and Loving It and Young Frankenstein. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's going to be some research that I have to do probably within the next week or so. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I just want it to be a good experience for all. For sure. Posted up on my driveway with my projector out, watching Dracula dead and loving it. Um, Throwing back some brewskis, handing out candy to kids. Yeah. Just having a grand old time, you know? You know, speaking about the sober October, that one girl that I showed you, you came over to my apartment one time and I introduced you. in Florida, right? Yeah, I introduced you. She just hit her six month sobriety mark. Good for her, dude. She got her coin and everything from, That's from awesome. AA. And I'm sitting here like, I can't even believe it, dude. I remember telling her that I wanted to stop drinking and she was like, not me. I'm never stopping. And uh, now she's outdoing me. So here's the thing with me right now is I I recognize the need to pump the brakes. Yeah. But I'm also at a point where I'm kind of concerned that I don't have the willpower to pump the brakes. Gotcha. Does that make sense? For sure. I've had that. Um, so I'm going to start... On Monday, mm-hmm. uh, um, just is. trying to make it through a solid five days. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. 30th through the 4th. Yeah, just a solid five days until the next time we, we record. And then I'll push it back another day. Uh, well, fuck, if we don't even have to record with how many we've recorded. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, um, if we don't need to record four times, I mean, that puts us at one, two, three, four. That puts us until the 31st or the first, actually. So, but you're absolutely right about like about that. But I do enjoy doing this. It is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a form of therapy for me without actually having to pay a therapist. Yeah, that's true. This costs me $18 to do for the fucking beer that we buy. Right. You know? Therapists are multiple hundreds. Yeah. Um, the cheapest therapist I've found is $30 an hour. Yeah. Most of them are over a hundred, yeah. um, an hour, uh, the one my wife and I were going to as a couple's deal was, I think, like 120 an hour. Yeah, they're pricey. Yeah. Um, and, you know, looking back, I was like, okay, that did help us. Um, but I still have a feeling of like, I don't know why we needed somebody to help us through that situation like right. through through that time in our relationship um we should have been able to figure it out ourselves but we didn't which is fine it happened i mean yeah it's it's all a learning process and being comfortable with communicating i think that's what's cool about podcasting is that you can kind of speak your mind even if that per, even if you're with someone that you're pissed off in the room you can kind of speak as if you're speaking to a broader audience but also get things off your chest at the same time. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. Uh, you know, my wife and I's relationship isn't perfect. I would say it's probably better than most um, because of our ability to communicate with one another, but it's definitely not like the best. 
Um, and, you know, like we've been together for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, two years of dating, eight years of marriage, which is a huge milestone. Not a lot of people can say that. That's true. Um, and we're still learning about each other because I change every day and she changes every day. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely. I'm sure if we were to rewind 10 years and meet ourselves when we first met, mm-hmm. we would be like, these kids are fucking dumb asses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I think that's part of the reason, like, I think a lot of people think a relationship at the very beginning is just about sex all the time. And as you grow older, you realize that, and I've never really been in a long choice. Yeah. That, and I've never been in a long-term relationship, but I've seen enough to know that it's about evolving together and pushing each other to new heights. Right. Outside of just sex. It's not just about that. For sure. Because I rarely have sex nowadays. Right. But, but it's, it's I, not about I, that. Long-term I, I, relationships aren't about that. No. And I I mean, I would like to have it more because it's an enjoyable experience. But every day, man. I, and this is going to sound so fucking cheesy. And if you think I sound cheesy, then that's fine. I don't give a shit. But every day I look at my wife and I'm just like, I can't believe I got to be with this person. And that's how you know. That's how you know that's the right person. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was really worried about my state exams coming up. And she was just so supportive. And it was like, you know, just trying to reassure me, like, you know this stuff. You're going to do well. And even, what was it, like two hours ago? Maybe a little more than that. I was helping her prepare for court as an expert witness you know and um offering her the same reassurance because i've been with her long enough to know that like she knows what she's doing even if she doesn't feel like it yeah and um it's kind of the same thing with with me like i i go to take a new new board to get a license or something and it's like Dallas, you know this. You've been doing it for 13 years. Even if I don't feel like it, she she's there to reassure me of it. Reciprocal reassurance. Yeah. It's like the other half to reassure. Yeah, the other half to push you in ways that you didn't know you could push yourself and vice versa. Yeah, and and the other thing that's just amazing as well is um and and this is going to sound maybe kind of like cheap or materialistic on my part but the the fact that like when i was in the military i supported us with her like through getting her master's degree i paid all the bills i paid for the rent i paid everything and um now she's turning around and doing that for me so i can focus on school yeah it's a huge deal a lot of people don't have that ability and that's just the foundation. I mean, imagine what could be the potential after that. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I think, and that's very rare, especially in today's day and age where, right. you know, people want just what you know, whatever they want. But 
Yeah. It's very rare to be with the same person for 10 plus years and that that's a huge accomplishment. So yeah, I, I mean most most people don't make it to that point. And the ones that do are usually getting ready to call it quits at about then as yeah. well. Uh Oh, that reminds me I have a meme I'll show. You. I mean, oh, I think I sent the meme to you actually. No, I didn't. Um but it it really is. It's a it's a commitment when you when you look at that person across from you um on on whatever day it is and you say for better or for worse you've got to fucking mean that with every ounce of your being because i can tell you like we've been worse and we've been better um <clears throat> my my wedding night Liz and i didn't even get, have sex because she was quote unquote too tired after the wedding, which pissed me off. But it was like I'm over it now. Um, I couldn't care, <laughs> couldn't care less. Yeah. But at the time, it was a big deal, and uh, um, but I've been with her through mental breakdowns where she's almost had to be hospitalized. She's been with me through um bouts of suicidal ideation when I w- even when I was still in the military uh all sorts of different stuff you know and um and that that's the worst part the better part is when you're obviously don't have a fucking care in the world you know oh Anyway, what's this meme? When you and Liz were going over this stuff, it just... That, I was scrolling through that. And <laughs> when you want a snack, but your parents are in the kitchen getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how you felt? <laughs> just the whole idea of between... <laughs> Between a kid's perception of what's going on. Because I was asking her hostile questions. That's what I would have thought if my parents were fighting. I'd be like, God damn, I want to go in the kitchen, but my parents are screaming at each other. And the thing is, is we weren't fighting. I was just asking her potential questions from a court case that she's no, going no, no. to have to... No, no, no. It's not that you were fighting. It was the what you what she's going into and the kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, his perception is just probably so different than what we perceive. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want the other one? Sure. Why the fuck not? Let's do it. We can kill a 12-pack plus tonight. That's fine. I picked up the last beer. I was like, this is gone. <laughs> I checked all of them. I'm like, no way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, that's kind of sad, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worse. There's way worse, though. There is. There is way worse. Um, but America has that problem in, in, in a whole. But, yeah. Um, I, so, I've been... Helping my wife prepare for a court case that she's an expert witness of. And it was like, she got sent, um, like, not questions per se, but just 
well, like these are the topics that we're going to be going over. And so I was like making up questions about those topics and I'm sure to a little kid that would have sounded a lot like argumentative stuff. Well, but, not even that. I was just saying like No, I I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if there was a kid in that situation, they'd be like, "Oh shit." <laughs> no, their parent I'm saying the kid's parents Oh, like who the- Liz is going to go testify for like that it were separated somebody's a kid's perception of going through their parents getting divorced would probably be very similar to that. True. It would be traumatizing, but they're thinking about things like that. It's like, I want to get a snack in the kitchen, but my parents are screaming at each other. True. True. 100%. It wasn't definitely, it wasn't about your guys's interaction. It was just, it was just about, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kids perceptions. Yeah. Cause I remember my parents fighting and I was more concerned about other things. Yeah, and the funny part about that is, is also I'm reviewing how to uh, write an argumentative paper right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because I have to write one for English. So, um, and you asked me earlier today, was it you? No, it was my friend Mick. He's like, dude, you've been in school for a while. Why are you taking an English class right now? Like, you should have been done with all that. And it's like, well, you're you're right but i have to take um another english class because i want to go for a graduate degree i feel like all military service four years of service should equate to an associate's degree across Just the board period yeah. like a associate of a science or something because that's what it is in the air force you go through the air force you get your associates it should be that for every branch every well maybe not the marine corps <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i have no say in that together apes strong i just have so many friends in the marine corps that i love giving them shit and uh hell i was practically a marine man exactly yeah like even my dad uh i've explained the difference to him a hundred times and he's like no you were a marine well every I yeah. wasn't a Marine, and he's like, no, you were a Marine. Go ahead and ask any Marine. And <laughs> it's true. It's tr- I've asked a lot of Marines. Like, Marines view corpsmen as Marines. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the basic training. It doesn't fucking matter. They say that's what makes a Marine. It's not. It's what. It's the lifestyle that you live through. Yeah. Being willing to sleep in the mud and fucking deal with all the bullshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... You know what? Any corpsman out there, if you ask them, hey, are you a Marine? They're going to be like, no, I'm not a Marine. But now going back, would you have changed the Air Force? Like, retrospect, if you looked back, not saying that you didn't have great times, but the experience of the shit, would you have said, like, fucking sign me up for the Air Force? No. Really? I wouldn't change a thing about my life. Yeah. I wouldn't. I feel like it gave me great perspective. I listened to people bitching constantly. My dad was complaining about something the other day when I was talking to him. I was like, can you go down the, the hallway and get a drink out of the drinking fountain and not worry about getting Giardia? And he was like, yeah. I was like, then what's the fucking problem? All right, let me rephrase that. If you had a choice now, they said you have to do four more years of mandatory service. You have either the Marine Corps or the Air Force. I'd go back with the Marine Would you? Right on. Yeah. 
I I know them. I understand them. Yep. It, if I were being forced back in, I would be like, make me an 8404 Corman again. Yeah. I know I'm a fat fuck. I'll deal with that, but... Now, if the Marine Corps, for whatever reason, the Marine Corps came out with their own medic division, would you join that over Corman? Um... Ooh, that's a good question. And first of all, I don't think that would ever happen. Um, I don't think so either, but just hypothetically. Yes. Marine Corps came out and said, we are now have a medical division of the Marine Corps. That's what I would choose. Really? Cool. Um, it's, it's really hard to explain. Being, in, being with the Marines fucking sucked. But I wouldn't change it. I well, there's that level it. of shit that you go through. And there's a sense like being a fleet Navy person on a on a ship mopping sounds like fucking shit. I and, think, and don't get me wrong, those fleet guys, they they are they have their purpose, but um It's a different scent of shit. Yeah, I mean like I, I didn't spend long on a ship. Um, I I literally spent about maybe a month, month and a half on a ship mm-hmm. with my unit getting transported from like one area to another and back again. But that whole time, I was able to go down to the ship's commissary and buy whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. You know? Um, it was boring as fuck. But I did it. And, um, the, the thing that made it bearable to me was my, my Marines. Right. Yeah. I like, I couldn't have cared less about being on a ship at that point. Um, and like. I, I, I don't know, man. It's it's just a completely different world. Uh, what we should do, we should get a uh, a joint podcast. I should bring on two of my Marine Corps friends, and you should bring on two of your friends from either Corpsman or, or Marine Corps, whatever, and just have like a, a discussion about the experience of it because I'm, I'm interested in that for sure. Like, because your generation of of Marine Corps and the new generation of Marine Corps are, have differences. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd know. just be curious to see, like, how... These new guys are fucking pussies, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm... Because I remember I was... My friend Cody that I worked security with, I was the one who convinced him to join the Marine Corps because he was like, he was like, I'm going to wait until... Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, think of it this way. By the time you get through training, we might be to war with ISIS. And he's like, that's true. He joined the next week. <laughs> and uh, my friend Keegan, I remember growing up with him, and he was like, I'm going to be a Marine Corps officer. I'm going to be a Marine Corps officer. He ended up just going enlisted. But he's like, he's one of those gung-ho Marines that's like, loves the whole experience. Raw. Yeah. Yut. Kill. All that shit. But he's also Mormon, which is interesting. So it's a... Yeah. Yeah. It's an I, interesting dichotomy. Yeah. I 
I used to make fun of the Moto guys. Um, uh, I mean, you know, my experience in the military, I'll just sum it up this way. Uh, there is nothing more that I have loved to hate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes any sense at all. Every moment I spent in in the military, especially after I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, I fucking hated it. Yeah. Dude, I fucking hated it. <laughs> um, but I love the people I was with. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. Literally. Like... If I could get all those guys back together and just sit down and bullshit with them again for like a weekend, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. I mean, there was straight up like uh, we had um, one Lance Corporal on deployment uh, married to a Native American. And I was like, so when when you guys have sex, do you call it playing Indian in the cupboard? Uh, like the old movie. <laughs> and they were like, no, but I should start calling it that. <laughs> Just the fact that you're able to say that to somebody and get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Because you're all fucking miserable and you don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I, uh, uh, if I wanted to experience that now, because I thought for the longest time I wanted to join the Marine Corps or whatever, I think that the route I would go now if I really wanted to get into that lifestyle is be a cop for a while and do contract work. That's the that's the mindset I am in now. And I don't and that might be just because I'm like a single dude. I don't really have much to lose at this point. Well, if you're a single dude and you don't have much to lose at this point, I would recommend the Marine Corps. Well, the Marine, the problem is the regimen and being told what to do, how to do it, where to be. Like that, that part of it is. It is not yours to reason why. It's yours to do or die. Right, and I don't have that within me to. You I've will. I've gone. I, that's the problem. I've gone seven years being able to do whatever the fuck I want to do, and uh, the one with the flavor, please. And now I'm at this point where it's like, well, if I could be a cop for four years and then go do contract work or I could still go over and be with ex-military and have that lifestyle, but also have more liberty to kind of not have to have the bullshit of the, the military of being like clean shaven and doing like cleaning your barracks to the point of like, oh, there's a lampshade. Boop. Here's a little piece of dirt. What the fuck? the fuck is that i've literally failed barracks inspections because of stuff like that yeah and that bullshit does make you stronger in in various ways too you know what it makes you stronger in the ability to handle bullshit outside of the military in the normal in normal society yeah like if you go to like petition the city for like an extension like, I want to add on to my house. Well, you need to, you can't just fill that out here. You need to go here and get it approved through this person and then file this paperwork. And once that gets approved, you file this and then you can come here and talk to me. Like, 
it makes you incredibly able to deal with that kind of shit. I guess I was always just like, when I was in the security mindset of when I wanted to go in the Marine Corps, I'm surprised I didn't get in, tr- in more trouble than I did. There was one time, I remember this vividly. I, f- <laughs> I was leaving eBay's campus and a guy made, I was turning right on a green light and a guy did a U-turn and flipped me off as he was doing it. And I was like, not today, motherfucker. I followed him all the way out to Harriman and he pulled into his driveway and I rolled down the window and I told him, I will break your fucking legs with a baseball bat and drag you across your lawn for your family to see. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? And, uh, and <laughs> I had no ability to do that at the time. It was just like my fucking maniac mind. But that's where I was like, fuck, I might like doing like infantry or contract work because Jesus Christ, people yeah, piss I me. mean, the only difference between that and the infantry is they wouldn't have talked about it. They just would have done it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true and i wasn't in a position that if he would have pulled out a gun i would have sped off like a bitch but uh like i i committed dude i drove from draper to harriman just to tell him that and uh he 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 didn't know how to react so <laughs> oh it's it good times I, I think uh you probably would have made a good marine Maybe, maybe still, still maybe, who knows? Who knows what life, I I mean, at this point in my life, I'm going to say hell no, but you never know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I haven't told him what, 29, 27, whatever some, the cutoff like is. that is, I think it's 29, uh, unless you have a, a degree and then you can do You can be 76. Well, you can do officer, and that'll allow you to be a little bit older. Yeah, I don't know that I want to do officer. I thought that's what I wanted to do, but it's not the same lifestyle. It's it, not. It, it's not. But the key to being a good officer is understanding where your subordinates are at and what they're fucking going through. That's fair. Every that's officer fair. that I've dealt with that has been a decent upstanding like good officer to deal with yeah has been prior enlisted or had some shit job on the outside where they've had to put up with a ton of bureaucratic bullshit one of the officers this is honest to god like hand to jesus one of the best officers i've ever dealt with which was completely out of the blue for me was a former UHP officer. Okay. That I ran into randomly in San Diego. And, like, he just showed up, and he was like, oh, this is the new fucking ensign or lieutenant or whatever the fuck he was. Mm -hmm. And you work with him now. And you take orders from him now. And I was like, huh, okay. And um, one one day he was doing like a one-on-one with me. And I looked down and he had a UHP fucking watch on his wrist. I don't even remember this guy's name. And I asked him about it. 
And I was like, are you from Utah? And he's like, yeah, I'm from this city. And I was like, what stretch of highway did you work on? And he told me. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, you worked right next to my fucking house. Damn. You know? Yeah. And, like, the fact that he had that prior experience in dealing with the government and, like, bureaucratic bullshit made him such a better officer. Yeah. So, um, the fact that you know a lot of um, enlisted and prior enlisted, I think would make you a good officer because you could literally turn to them and be like, hey, this is what's going on. How do I handle this and not make everyone completely pissed pissed off or rowdy? That was my first move is I thought if I became a second lieutenant, the first thing I would go to is this, the staff sergeant and be like, what do I do? Yeah, and, and, and that's 100% the correct thing to do. You don't just show up with a fucking gold bar on your, on right. your lapel and just start saying, like, do this, do that, like, follow, follow my orders because I'm, I'm the officer and I'm in charge. You, if you want to be a good officer and you have no prior experience, you talk to your fucking senior enlisted people. And not a lot of people know that OCS is instructed by... Staff NCOs. Yeah. Yeah. It's E6s and E7s. Right. Chewing your ass out constantly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, who knows? A, a big part of it was the current state of the Marine Corps at the time that I wanted to join. And I. Uh, well, it's never going to get any better. Right. But there was just. It was in a, a political conflict at the time. And I knew that if I was joining, I was joining in peacetime. And a lot of the bureaucratic bullshit that comes along with joining during peacetime and just just the various different things. Like, if you're joining during wartime, totally different experience, I think. Than, that's true, because that's when I signed up. Right. Then settled. Because at that point, we were settled in the conflict, and it was more or less the the bureaucratic bullshit political i I joined during or right before the surge which means people in true power knew that the surge was going to happen yeah but it hadn't been announced yet so it was like fuck it all hands on deck we'll take whoever we can to be a bullet sponge right and they just pushed people through it, Unless they had some serious, serious fucking issue. Yeah. It's primarily for me, I guess, the ability to think where I can make the most difference. And right now, that's why I do the podcast. I think if I can put my voice out there and and people can take my thoughts and my experiences and make their own decisions and, and do whatever they want. Like that's gratifying to me. But if it gets to a point where I feel like I'm better served somewhere else, I'll make that jump. Nice. Um, um, so speaking of the podcast, what are our current numbers? Like we're at 29 subscribers. Really? Yes. Well, that's an all time high. Yep. That's really nice. Yep. And that does not include Spotify. So I would take probably 30, 40% and up that because Spotify is our most listened to platform. Okay. 
So, yeah, we're doing good. Um, very cool, very cool. Um, it might be with numbers like that. Let's see. Let me pull out my phone and do some calculations here. You can calculate um, probably a good seven plus subscribers per episode since on the new well, seven or eight. I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about uh, the, you said, so we're at 29 mm-hmm. and we have, what would you say? So this is point, ju- like how many percent plus on on uh, Spotify? Spotify. I'd say 40% come from Spotify listens. Okay. And but that's I don't not have counting Spotify. Correct. So that's 72.5%. So if we take 29 times 72.5 or divide by, excuse me, 29 divide by 72.5. That's like, fuck. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out math while I'm drunk. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. So, and uh, that doesn't take into account attrition, meaning every episode we release, the percentage of subscribers goes up. So, we may get seven from this this episode. Next one, we might get eight. Next one, we might. So get we have 10. an additional eleven point six subscribers, technically, from Spotify. So we'll round that to twelve. Um, we'll do 29, add 12, 41. By 100 episodes, we should be over 300 subscribers. You think? With attrition, yeah. Just mathematically, yes. Um, the exposure is good on this new this new platform. It seems to just be going up without doing any sort of advertising. I mean, hell, if you... Let's see. Let's just type in... Dallas Weaver podcast. Boom. There's a couple of them right there. There's another Weaver podcast. They can get the fuck right out of here. It won't be that long. Cheap shot discussion, Spotify. There you go. Open it up. Boom. There it is. All of them marked explicit. All of them marked explicit. For obvious reasons. Um, Like... Images, it's going to be probably, yep, it's right there. Who's this? Within the first two lines. Yeah. And, oh, uh, wait, go back to her. Okay. Photography for bloggers. Okay. okay. All right. And, hit uh, that like fucking Paul Walker hits a wall. <laughs> Cheap Shot Podcast. <laughs> Boom. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? There's another... There's literally a podcast called The Cheap Shot called Two Weeks. I'm going to send him a letter with freaking magazine cutouts saying stop your podcast. Um, Click on him. Two weeks ago. Episode zero. Two minutes. Episode... This four days ago. 22 minutes. They won't last long. You don't think? No. I don't. Uh... Yeah, I don't think it'll last long. We'll see. Good luck to you. You're competing now. And go they're fuck on, yourself. They're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Good luck to you. That's all I'll say. What's What's it about? It looks like there's a camera on it. Uh, Photography podcast. Okay. 
that's a completely different demographic. Well, they're competing with us for Google listing, so... Cheap Shot Discussions, we still reign supreme. When it comes to that, we have Apple Podcasts. We have a whole list of them. Listen to Cheap Shot Discussions podcast. You click on it, Pod Paradise. Don't know what this site is. There, I mean, it's fucking here. We have Spotify. We have... Uh, Caden gets way into this shit. Guys. I'm, I'm big on listing. I'm big on listing. If you Google us, you're going to fucking find us. So that's my biggest. Cheap Shot Wrestling... Okay, let's oh, look fuck at this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they got a cool intro. I'll give them that. We probably got to get a cool intro. It's a sports and recreation podcast. But that's pretty much all they have. Um, cheap Shot Wrestling, Cheap Shot Wrestling. So they're coming up. But for the most part, we, we reign supreme at the top. Images. Maybe it's time to pay for some advertising. Jesus Christ, they're coming up fast. This is I think this is a new podcast. Fuck them. Well, we're going to keep doing our thing, and I'm not going to let them get above us. Oh, here's another one. Cheap Shot Photography. You motherfuckers saw our title and are copying us. Yeah. I want royalties. God damn it. Um... I'm not going to be that aggressive. No, I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, just let's pump some money into advertising a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Especially with that check I've got coming for the VA refund. So we'll do that. I did redesign the logo just slightly. Probably you didn't. motherfucker. All I did was add a, a white outline to the thing so it's easier to read. And it actually does make a difference if you see the old one versus the new one. But for most people, you won't fucking notice until I just brought it up. Um, I still don't notice. Yeah, it's just it's just the, <laughs> it's just white. So inside the letters, there's a little bit of whiteness. It, it again, it's it's a subtle change. But if you look at the old one, I bet these people that are like on these other cheap shot things or probably like who are these fucking cheap shot discussion guys see here's the old one see there's no white in it so you have some and again you can't tell that much but for me it's a big it's a big change it's a big change okay and uh what's this looks like a baboon hitting a lion with a stick <laughs> that probably turned out well um um <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, I'm sure these other cheap shot. Um, Who knows? Pod, I podcast. hope you do well. Do you really? I do because I'll do better. We'll do better regardless. Um, so I, I bet that they look at um, Google and stuff too, and they're probably like, "Who are these motherfuckers with cheap shot discussions?" Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, I'm gonna throw this out there for you guys. Uh, if you make it this far into listening to us, um, subscribe to us. We'll subscribe to you. Send an email there to cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com and we'll fucking, we'll, we'll subscribe to you. Be like, Hey, I subscribe to you guys. We'll do a reciprocal thing. We'll try to boost both numbers, you know? So this is something that I'm pretty adept to. When I was a kid, I created a YouTube channel called Nation Slap Productions. Okay. Only have one video. Look how many fucking views it has, though, from my one video. 
51,000. Yeah, not bad. From since December 2012. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, where so where were you in December of 2012? I was in Idaho. Look at me. That was me and my friend Josh. Okay. Do you know where I was? Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't even grow facial hair. <laughs> you look so, like a bitch. Oh, I was, dude. Look at me. I'm sitting here with my legs crossed, sitting on a floor of my uh, my friend's house. Even somebody, even one of the comments says something like, my dad said the scrawny one looks like he's gay. <laughs> uh yeah, this was the first time, like, we posted... You're both gay. Where did... <laughs> yeah. No, we got haters for sure. My childhood is ruined. <laughs> this was the first video we posted, and we're like, holy shit, YouTube's easy. Because <laughs> we got this many views within a couple of months, and we're like, Jesus Christ, this is the easiest thing of all time. What, the 51,000? Yeah. <laughs> Like Josh was just a freaking, like, he's still to this day. Does he still post? No, he's a software programmer now. Um, Someone I, just posted their name. I'm Bonnie. Did you see that shit? I'm Bonnie. Yeah. Like this guy was. What the fuck is that? It's like one of you play like a demented uh, Teletubby. Teletubby and the other one, you chase the other one. The other one has to c collect custards. Uh, private videos. I don't remember the login for this. I wish I could see it. <laughs> um, yeah, good fucking times. Yeah, I remember making Neil that. deGrasse Tyson interrupts Joe Rogan until H. Until he climaxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll have to save that. I want to save that for afterwards. I got to see that. Well, anyway. Yeah. So. Um, we will remain on top as long as I can control that. Well, we can just pump a little bit of money into advertising. Honestly, word of mouth has been pretty powerful. I think that is, has really driven us to the next level because is there any way to see um like which episodes are trending the best our newest one is so our it's newest? it's since we've been on the new platform okay it's taken off so i'd say episode 20 plus has has okay has exposed us now we do have some listens on the first couple but um, Honestly, I think our first one is one of the best. Yeah, go back and listen to the other ones because they're they're pretty funny. I don't remember what we talked about. I I remember that it was about me like fucking up your Tinder profile. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> but other than that, the first twenty episodes are a blur. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. go back and listen to them. I'm sure I'd laugh my ass off if I went through and listened to them all. I just don't have time. Yeah, um, for sure. Like. I talk into this mic, and then that's it. Well, and we're drunk like 80% of the time we're behind these things or in front of them or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I've gone back to some of my podcasts and been like, Jesus Christ, I probably should, I, I think I should take this down. 
<laughs> like what for the uh no, the, just could like, you please just there's some things that i say in all of them where it's like jesus christ i said that like that's real i thought i dreamed about that no dude um i i will never say that about anything i've been fired over shit that i've said before yeah and i owned up to it when but i was I- asked about it by my boss i was like yeah i said that and um they fired me at least I'm a fucking man about it. I know, but I mean, I've said some homophobic stuff. <laughs> and and uh, so you're not willing to say homophobic stuff, but possibly racist stuff. What, like mulatto? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I said fag a couple of weeks ago, and that on could you please? No, on on this one. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, yeah, you said it too. Did I? <laughs> okay well um there you go craig uh if you ever hear this i apologize for that statement um (laughs) you're a great guy i love the shit out of you um that's what we were talking about there was a difference between being homosexual and being a okay okay that and i agree with that i I still stand by that different than yes. just saying the word itself. Okay? Yeah, like a bunch of you yeah. just supplement the word for freaking fig newtons, you bunch of fig newtons sitting around. Yeah, like so that's different. That I I agree, that's different. Um yeah. if you go back, I can't remember who it was. It was either Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock says that there's like a difference between being a black person and the n-word yes that was dave chappelle um it's the same concept yeah and that's probably how i was using the word yes it absolutely was it wasn't in a it wasn't in that context it wasn't in a like i know you enough that you you wouldn't do that and i would hope the same reciprocally (laughs) Uh, for yourself but yeah, the, just saying, and it, like, there's, I don't think there's one word you could tell me that would offend me. You could call me a lot of things. Well, there's even a South Park episode where they redefine the word fag mm-hmm. in it. Um, and it's about uh, Harley Davidson riders that ride too, that ride motorcycles that are too loud and obnoxious, and they call all of them fags or faggots or something in that do they style. ride do they ride barbary motorcycles probably that's the oh, brand speaking of motorcycles. barbary um i can't remember where i was but i saw a guy with a barbary t-shirt on the other day and i was just like you motherfucker <laughs> i just kind of want to go in there wearing all neon pink just to dude do i'll fucking do it with you yeah yeah wear little magnetic earrings zero fucks dude let's do it tomorrow tomorrow what is tomorrow saturday yeah their busiest night just start hitting on guys i don't think i have any pink i have this pink salmon shirt we'll have to go shopping yeah i get some pink pants and then i'll go in there with some big cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and a lip ring (laughs) i'm gonna go in there with a feather boa yeah yeah those guys are freaking stupid. I I'm 
I will conceal carry though. Yeah. If we do that. That's fair. absolutely. Um, well, no one ever calls people out for that. Cause I've wore skinny jeans in there with like my big ass colored shoes and no one says shit. No one says shit. They'll look, but then you look over at them and they look away. They're not like bikers are just, uh, insecure people really. Unless you're talking about the actual one percenters. Yeah. The actual one percenters like the Vagos, Hell's Angels, um, well, even then they don't they don't mess with flamboyant guys, anyways. If you walk in there and you're like, "Hey," like they're not gonna, they're gonna be like, "Oh, fuck that guy, dude. We're not talking to him." Yeah, they 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 probably usually the one percenters really don't give a shit unless you're like, "Hey, fuck you, you son of a bitch." Like, well, when I was in a club, uh, we went to the we went on a ride. Uh, that was hosted by, um, who the fuck was it? It was uh, the Booze Fighters. It was hosted by the Booze Fighters. The Lollipop Guild? No. Or were they real? No, the Booze Fighters are a legit club. Okay. Um, and uh, it ended at another club's bar basically like they they had set up shop there you couldn't tell from the outside but the it, it ended at uh at a bar that was pretty much occupied by the the grifters mc 24 7 and uh one one group came up to us uh not one group but a guy came up to us um, and flipped us off and was like, you're not fucking welcome here. You need to get the fuck out. And he was one of the grifters. And there was a couple of Huns there. I mean, there there was some other one percenter clubs there. And it's like, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm not getting stabbed over this. Yeah. You know, so... If you had a choice, like if you had to join a, a organized thing, would you join a biker gang or like the mafia? Ooh, I'd do the mafia. I'll put that on the table. Why? Because they're organized. They're classy. That's the the big thing. Classiness. They're respected by the general public, and they wear suits. They're just classier. I I honestly I don't know how to answer this question. Um, Uzi, what's up? You bud? said we can get away with like an hour and a half of yeah. recording, mm-hmm. roughly. Yep. Um, about eighty something megabytes. I don't know what that means. So that whatever the file. Let me see what they equate to. Let's see, just like episode thirteen, for example was 180 so that's very much over the limit but more recently they're about a, they're about a, they're about 100 but i know how to get them smaller than that so we've been good recently so okay. we're fine okay we've been go i mean we've had some almost three hour ones so yeah in the past yes we've been better about it um go back and listen to those three hour ones though i mean it, it's basically the same thing, but we're just trying to talk until we get sober. So, <laughs> for example, a 100 megabyte one lasts about 
An hour and 30 minutes. So we need to cut it a little bit shorter than that. Maybe like 115. Okay. Well, we're at one. So um, I'll try to say what I'm thinking. For me, choosing between mafia and a biker gang or an MC, it, it's kind of a hard decision because, first of all, I've been part of an MC before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing else in this world like riding a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, it's something that I enjoyed quite a bit. I uh, There were days where I put 400 miles on my bike in one day. Um, okay, I don't know why you're doing that with Uzi. Uh, anyway, um, but one of my favorite movies is The Untouchables. Mm, that's a great film. Um they send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. You know, like... The ruthlessness. And, and that's straight-up mafia shit. Like, um... With class. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so I don't know, you know. I really don't know. It's a tough uh, decision. Yeah, because uh, there, there's a sense of freedom that comes with riding a motorcycle that doesn't come with anything else. But you're you're right in the fact that the the mafia is more classy. What they're about more, the respect? They're more organized. Um, I feel like the mafia has more respect, but motorcycle gangs have more fear. Truth, I would say that. Um, Especially yeah. modern day, you don't. Yeah. There's no mainstream mafia that you can see. Yeah. So like. <sighs> Motorcycle clubs or gangs, if you want to call them that, are like more of like a. They have more fear in modern society. Like yeah. more, more people fear them than respect them. Right. Um, but the mafia, a lot of people respect the mafia. And I think that's because it's been around longer. I think they fear them, but a different type of way because the mafia operates in the sense that they're nice to your face, but you know, if you fucked up and then you have that fear of like, when am I going to get axed? Right. Whereas right. biker gangs are like up front. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you have the hell's angels, uh, Vagos, banditos, outlaws, um, Fuck, what was that other one? I can't even fucking remember the name of it right now. But then you have the Iceman from the Mafia that exactly. chopped up people while eating pizza. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and um, motor motorcycle clubs. I, I've read a few things. I read, I read a book by Sonny Barger uh, specifically. He's the one that started the Hells Angels. And it's like he didn't start it for the sake of it being what it is today. Yeah, it's like he, a brotherhood. He started it for the sake of like getting guys together that liked to ride and just be like free American. Just anything gets corrupted over time. Yeah, yeah. It just and, happens. And um, 
I mean, I, I, I really don't know if if I really had to knuckle down and say it, I would say mafia. If I had, if there was a gun to my head, I would say mafia. I'm pretty sure I saw a real mafia person one time. Yeah, they were driving me. It was in Idaho. They were driving a Miata. And we went to the car wash. And I remember we felt like something was off because this guy pulled into one of those car washes where it washed your car where you're supposed to sit in the car. But he was standing outside of the car smoking a cigarette, had a fedora on, full three-piece suit, smoking the cigarette. Car wash gets done. He goes up to the car, gets a handkerchief out of his fucking pocket opens the door gets in and drives off and we're like what the fuck was that it just felt so weird it felt bizarre fingerprints off of it i don't it felt weird and uh i remember thinking it was weird that he was standing outside of the car wash while it was getting washed but then when he pulled the handkerchief out i was like oh that that motherfucker's into something yeah for sure um speaking about being into into weird things uh or nefarious things. Uh, I was in a group back in, I think it was like 2007, 2008. I was uh, part of an organization that was like an offshoot of the Boy Scouts. It's called the Sea Scouts. Okay. My scout leader killed his wife. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ran over her with a car. A truck specifically that uh, was purchased and then registered to someone else. Oh wow! And so it was like completely premeditated. Jesus Christ! And I remember hearing like, "Oh, this." I'm not going to say the name, but um, well, it's not his actual name, but like Sandy's wife was hit by a car and she died on her like nightly walk in in holiday utah and i was like dude that sucks yeah and so i reached out to him and i was like hey man i just heard what happened i'm sorry for your loss a couple weeks went by on the news it came out that he fucking did it ditched the car in some storage (laughs) unit That's fucked up. I spent a weekend with this guy up in the mountains. Jesus. <laughs> Learning how to like run a sailboat and shit. Seemed like a normal guy. 100%. And I was just like, my next thought, like when they released that on the news, I was just like, I wonder how his kid's doing. I haven't heard from the kid since. He yeah. fell off the face of the earth. Probably got into drugs or something. Yeah. But holy shit! Yeah, I had I had a scout leader. From what the a sea twist, s- dude! Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, I had a scout leader fucking run over his wife with a truck, and then place that truck into a storage unit, like behind like lock and key, and basically get away with it for about two months jesus christ and then uh they found out like they got a partial 
plate number or something. They tracked the car down, found out who it was registered to. They went and talked to the person who it was registered to, and they're like, I have no idea what vehicle you're talking about. This is who I'm dating. Uh, this, like, uh, they were talking about getting me a new car, blah, blah, blah. And um, so, like, through just good old-fashioned police work, they found out that my fucking scoutmaster That's bought so a fucked. car for his side piece. That is so fucked. <laughs> and ran over his wife with it. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty mafia. Right. Yeah, it is. I gotta piss so bad. Wrap this baby up. Okay, I'll try to wrap it up for you. Um, let me move to the other mic. All right, I'm at the other mic. Uh, Caden went to take a piss. I'm gonna try to wrap this up. Um, please. For the love of God, email us questions, comments. Don't really give a shit about your concerns. Uh, but if you have them, you, I guess you can send them to us. Um, that has been, or this has been, another episode of Cheap Shot Discussions. Email us at cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com. And we will... Check that weekly and let you know if your question, comments, or concern has been addressed or will be addressed on the upcoming episodes and when that will be. All right. Good night.